This is One-on-One's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is One-on-One's NFL Friday. October 7th, 2016, welcome into NFL Friday from Studio 3, The Bunker. Yes, that's the new name, Corey Miller. They let the crazy (laughs) baseball dude come over to football, sitting alongside Tommy Aldridge, Reed Horner, Tyler Freer will be on in a few secs with, uh, a few seconds rather, with uh, Fantasy Talk. We got Dan Bradley here, it's a Friday afternoon, football's awesome, last night's game wasn't, I barely want to talk about it. Tommy, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm a little upset last night. It wasn't a better game. I thought it would be, but, you know, it's still football, and uh, it's Friday afternoon, so I'm doing great. Yeah, no, I, I, I hated last night, but it was fine. It's like having a bad appetizer. doesn't mean this week's meal is not going to be good, so stick it, forward to it. Well, last night, let's touch on it real quick, and I just got told about it. I didn't even watch it, to be honest, so I'm just going to be no, straight I mean- out blunt with that. Uh, Arizona wins 33-21. Apparently, Larry Fitzgerald did well. That's huge for my fantasy team. I haven't even checked it. It's been a crazy 24 hours. Trust me, I'm ready for the show, but I just didn't watch last night. Did you watch, Tommy? I watched the game. I watched in and out of the game, and, you know, I'm always going to watch when it's Arizona because whether or not they're playing well, and obviously they came into the game, they came in on the ropes. They were 1-3. and three. You know, you go 1-4, and four and keep in mind the Rams are already 3-1. and one. It was going to be a problem for Bruce Arians and the Cardinals, but you know, an exceptional, sh- uh, an exceptional amount of talent on this Cardinals team. So whenever they're on TV, especially prime time, you know I'm going to be watching. And last night we did see a team that was struggling all year start to put the pieces together and look pretty good. But Reed, the 49ers are not a challenge. I don't think this is a statement win. Are you are, like are you impressed by the Cardinals at all? No, no, I, I, absolutely not. When you have to decide between Colin Kaepernick and Blaine Gabbert, and you go with Blaine Gabbert, your team is not in a good position. I think actually that the Arizona Cardinals was a big disappointment because I know we did week one show, whatever. I had them going to the Super Bowl. Same. You mentioned their Same. talent, right? We we both did. So I thought this would have been a lot better of a game, be, better of a game than it ended up being. You know, five weeks later or whatever. But it's, you know, it was still football. It's, it's better really than like most shows. One of the more interesting situations so far in the league, I think, is the struggle of the Cardinals. And they were talking about this on the pregame last night. They were the popular Super Bowl pick, infused yeah, with talent on the defense. They still and, have it. They didn't go anywhere. You know, I don't know. Then <laughs> you guys saw the NFL films All or Nothing with the Cardinals. I mean, we saw the level of sort of professionalism and intensity Bruce Arians does things with. They really have Super Bowl expectations. And... Uh, you know, they weren't doing it up until last night. I'll give you the 49ers easily have the worst quarterback play right. in the league. Absolutely. Blaine Gabbert is, I mean, with the exception of Ryan Tannehill, who also looked garbage last Thursday night, you know, Gabbert is PPF-wise, he's terrible. Yeah. I, I mean, last night, it, it, let's just, uh, let's move on from it because honestly, it's it's honestly, what? what? Let's move on from yeah. it, but let's just say to the Cardinals' credit, to the Cardinals' credit, um, they got back on track with the win. I think that's important for them. Don't write them off yet. This could be one of those things where they win you know, four, five, six games easily, and we're like, wow, the Cardinals 
were always the Cardinals. And they still have a chance to make the playoffs, and who knows, maybe make the totally. I know I was talking with our fancy guy, Tyler, before the show, saying it's not really around until around Thanksgiving that we really know the good teams and the teams that are bad. So yeah. they still have a chance to show us. I still think, because I'm still asking questions about this team. We, they still have that talent we liked. They yeah. still have Bruce Arians, who I think is one of the best coaches in the league. Those two I opinions agree. I totally agree. haven't changed. So I'm and, wondering why are they David not better. Johnson, sorry for yelling, whose name we have not mentioned last night, who has been by far and away the most impressive back in the league this year. The guy looks impressive running the ball. Which is exactly why I think that the Cardinals will figure it out. But they haven't impressed me at all. It's it's really funny. And Chandler Jones, my boy, he's Ooh. my he's my favorite player in the Ooh. league. I got a jersey. It's 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 a it's a retro jersey now because no. it's from New England. No, but when, I love him, man. He's playing electric. When the Cardinals got him, I really was like, wow, this is just another player. And then by the way, they drafted Kim Dietschy. Yeah. Mean, oh yeah. When you just everything about the Cardinals defense from the front four to the back four. If you have Patrick Peterson shutting down a half of the field and Tyron Matthews playing the way he can, that's basically another half of the field and some cuz Tyron Matthew, it's funny we always talk about cover the shutdown corner of Deion Sanders, they, they took away like half of the field. Yeah. With Tyron Matthew like flying around the line the way he does in these sort of hybrid players. It's almost like now it's like Three quarters of the field. No, and it's a weird thing about the cornerback position in particular. The best cornerbacks usually have no stats because for the very point you pointed out, they don't throw near them, right? If my cornerback has a lot of tackles, I'm guessing it's because they've let a lot of catches go right by them, so... All right, let's move on from last night's game. I mean, it's baseball time, and during the week, football can take over on Sundays. I have that opinion. All right, this week we got the Patriots (laughs) at the Browns. Tom Brady's coming back. We'll get to that in a sec. Eagles at the Lions. Bears at the Colts. That's a boring game. Titans at the Dolphins. That's also an odd one. Redskins, Ravens. That'll be juicy. Texans, Vikings now. That is another interesting one. Does Minnesota continue to be as good as they are? Because, wow, that defense is something. Minnesota, man. Wow. Are you surprised by this, Reed? Am I surprised? Yes, but I will point out that I did think trading that first-round pick for Sam Bradford was an excellent move by Minnesota because now at the end of the year, they're going to have the decision between Sam Bradford and Teddy Bridgewater, and that may be a difficult one, but whoever they choose to get rid of, they can flip again for that first-round pick they gave up. So they saved a season, in my opinion. We got the Jets at the Steelers. Not a good game for the Jets. Is, you know, Le'Veon Bell is going to continue to get better week by week, and he looked good last week. Uh, you got the Falcons at the Broncos. Now, that's a great matchup. The Falcons have been awesome, especially Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. They've been connecting on all cylinders. Uh, the Broncos, though, they have those three guys in the secondary. That's a great matchup right there. No one no one has looked more of a high-octane offense than the, the uh, Falcons this year. Matt Ryan leading the league in yards. Julio Jones having 300 last week. I mean, they're almost like playing around with teams so far. So that is – and on the other side, no one – and I keep – talking about this no one has yet to challenge denver and it's all because of their d and really really if you've watched and the way we've been able to watch in new york so far for some reason all four uh broncos game have been aired no one has challenged them we got the bengals at the cowboys dak prescott give me a little strawberry daiquiri as i like to say he's been playing well (laughs) and uh des bryant's really not been playing well so that's an interesting storyline the bengals are pretty good that's an even matchup dak could have some problems against that defense you got the bills at the rams a really good defensive matchup like to see todd Gurley run out there that's in la and you know the fans are loud there and they come in numbers chargers at the raiders that's a pretty interesting afc west matchup 
the Raiders have been decent. Everyone thought they would be a little bit better, but, you know, they're still hanging in. Giants at Packers, man, I'm low on the Giants right now and Ben McAdoo, and we'll get to that for sure. And then Monday Night Football, Buccaneers at the Panthers. Do the Panthers start to figure it out? We'll see. Well, right now it's about 3.05 in the afternoon. We got Tyler Friere with our fantasy football expert. Tyler, how you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. Now, I was told Larry Fitzgerald did well last night. Do you know who I traded? Uh, you know how I got Larry Fitzgerald? You know who I traded him for? Who? Josh Gordon. Okay. How was like that? A, that's a great move. Great that deal. Because Josh Gordon doesn't seem like he's going to hit the field at all this year. Um, I think Larry Fitzgerald is the GOAT. I mean, one of the best of all time. So I think having him on your team is definitely crucial. We know what Josh Gordon was on now. What were you were on when you made that <laughs> trade, Corey? <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through a little stardom segment here, guys, and I'm going to go from each position. Feel free to chime in. I'm going to start with the quarterback position being the most important, of course, and Carson Wentz versus the Detroit Lions. Love it. Five touchdowns, zero picks on the year, has scored 19-plus fantasy points in every game so far, and the Lions just seem, they seem to give up a lot of points to the quarterback. I picked him up in two leagues. And honestly, I would, I would put him in your starting lineup because the Detroit Lions— Really? They, I have Andy Dalton, though. Uh— who are the, who are the Cowboys playing again? The Cowboys. Cowboys uh, defense is shaky. What do you think? What do you think? Honestly, I would probably go with the young gun here. I know. Right. I know. Right. It seems a little. Like, I like that. I'll do little, that. Yeah, I, I would because they're playing the <laughs> Detroit Lions, and they got the second. They gave up the second most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Where is that game? Do you know, I, it's uh pretty sure it's in Philly, if I'm not mistaken. Man, I'll tell you what. If 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 Carson manages finds a way to go four and zero, I think. I mean, you know. Each week is each week is a big deal for him, and he just keeps on winning. Be wary, Carson Wentz playing amazing, right? But every rookie has to have their rookie moments, and since he has not had his yet, I, if I'm an Eagles fan, I don't want that happening in the playoffs or late in the season. I would have liked it to happen already, so he has to fail at one point. So I'm personally positive in, at his overall career look, but I'm waiting for him to to do something big, like throw four picks in a game, and then go sit down with a towel over his head. Yeah, I don't. I, I I agree with you, but I don't think it's going to happen this week against the Lions, just because the Lions' defense is suspect. But moving on, I'm going to go to the running backs, and my start for this week is C.J. Anderson versus the Falcons. He has 252 yards this year with two touchdowns. He ranks top ten in snaps among running backs, and the Atlanta Falcons don't doesn't have a sure thing in the the running the running defense. So I would I would probably go ahead and put C.J. in your lineup at the flex or maybe your your second running back. What do you guys think? I like C.J. Anderson. I was trying to trade Matt Ryan for him. Uh, that person didn't take it. I'm trying to sell Matt Ryan high right now. What do you think about that? You're trying to sell Matt Ryan? Because I have Blake Bortles, and I'm a big Blake, Blake Bortles believer. Did you see what he just put up last oh, week? Oh, I did. Uh, I did. I would keep him high. I had him team. starting in one league. I would definitely hold off. Now nah, I'm trying to sell him high. Tommy, you think that's psycho? No, I think that, I mean, sell him high. The, the value is right, I mean, right now is. Get a good wideout or running back? Blake value. Bortles is 25 fantasy points a game, guys. Oh, you even if they're bad. So I have him fine. I my quarterback is set. Sub Matt Ryan high, right? The worse the Jacksonville Jaguars are, the better Bortles will be right. fantasy wise. Oh, exactly. It's it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Throw, throw, throw. I would still keep Matt though. That's that seems a little risky. But moving on, I'm gonna go ahead and go to New England with Julian Edelman as my start for wide receiver. Oh, I love that yeah. pick. When not- are, Corey, when are we talking about Tom Brady? By the way, oh, we will. <laughs> okay, okay, don't worry. Because yeah, like you said, Tom Brady's back this week, and it's it's gonna be a, a big game for Julian Edelman. He's been struggling the last two weeks. And Brady back under center, I can see him catching a couple touchdowns. With Brady back, do you think Gronk is also going to finally get some points oh, up on the board as definitely. well? That whole team is going to start rolling, I think. And Tom Brady is probably going to go, my prediction, 11-1 in the remainder. All right, a few more questions here for fantasy uh, expert Tyler Freer. What about Odell Beckham Jr.? That's what I was going to ask. They're, going, they're in Green Bay, right? 
I'm just saying in for Green future, Bay. the whole season. I, yeah. I, you know what? I this really, this really ticked me off in my league, the league with my money in it. Uh, we had, we had um, Alshon Jeffrey, Howard, and then another back for Odell Beckham was traded. So basically, it's all it's Alshon Jeffrey for Odell Beckham. I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy. I Odell's gonna be fine. That sounds like a bad deal. And uh, Odell Beckham has had a bad first quarter of the season. Uh, I mean, he got attacked by the kicking net. I mean, he seemed like a, he seemed like a little petty baby on the on the field, to be honest. But I think he's a superstar wide receiver, and w- with that comes the diva aspect of it. And I believe that's what the way he's been acting. But I, I think he's gonna translate to to better play later on in the season. I think Eli will figure it out too. And now, Tyler, one more question. Will Will David Johnson continue the success he's had? I mean, he's my RB1 right now. Am I going to just reap the benefits oh, of his production definitely. all I year? I think he has a chip on his shoulder. A lot of teams passed on him in the draft. He's had a really, really good rookie season last year, and in the first four games of this year, I think he's top five in rushing yards. So I would definitely hold on to him. He can be your workhorse at running back position for the remainder of the year. So, yeah, definitely hold on to David Johnson. And like you said earlier, last week, uh, yesterday actually, had 152 yards touchdown. So, yeah, I think he's really good. Well, that's our man, Tyler Freer. Ty, we'll, we'll really, we really appreciate it. I'm going to keep Matt and Ryan, and I'll start. I'll, I'll, I'll do some things that you told me to do. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Okay, that's the move I'm going to do this weekend. It's a little risky, but I'm doing it. We got more football to talk about, fellows, and and let's get back to the reality of football because fantasy, at, at the end of the day, sometimes is lucky. Although we love to talk about it, man, sometimes. it's in our conversation constantly. Oh yeah, we got the Jets coming up soon. We're gonna talk Giants. Uh, we got Christian Goey and Tom Scabelli's Giants and Jets reports coming up. We're gonna get into the Patriots, of course. They're gonna be gunning this this weekend. Um, we'll have Tyler back on in a little bit. Uh, at the 3.23 mark, and then we'll have him on again for a sleeper segment at the 3.36 mark. And then we'll get to our picks. That's the fun part of the show. I get to talk fast and make Dan Bradley laugh behind the glass. He's doing a great job for us, by the way, folks. We have internet problems, and Dan always seems to help me out. So, Jets, Jets, Jets. Hit me. Disappointment has already set in on the 2016 Jets. A 27-17 loss at home to Seattle has put the team in a 1-3 hole, and nothing seems to be working. Yes, Ryan Fitzpatrick threw three more picks, and I know people want to put the blame on him, but he really wasn't the problem. Game Green committed costly penalties, and their defense was atrocious. Russell Wilson threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns, one of which was a 42-yarder because of a Jets defensive breakdown. The secondary has been making way too many mistakes, and there isn't a consistent pass rush. The Jets also haven't received the spark from special teams, something they could desperately use. Although Gang Green is pretty much in shambles right now, head coach Todd Bowles sounded confident they could turn things around. We lost these kind of games last year. In the middle of the season, we lost three out of four, and we won some and we lost some. We lost some this time. we got a veteran team. We're mature. We're a good group. We're going to come together, and we'll get it fixed. Unfortunately, I don't see the Jets turning it around this week as they visit Pittsburgh. The Steelers are red hot, coming off a 29-point win over the Chiefs, who, as we know, beat the Jets by 21 in Week 3. So if transitive property holds, the Jets should lose by 50. Now, I don't actually think they'll lose by 50. In fact, despite no Eric Decker for a second straight week, I think their offense will improve, and Brandon Marshall thinks the same. It's a fact we're going to play better. You know, we've proven already that we can play with playoff teams, but we haven't proven that we can beat them. I especially think Matt Forte will have a bigger impact. 
However, I just can't see the Jets D stopping Pittsburgh's three-headed monster of Big Ben, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell, especially with Darrell Rivas listed as doubtful with a hamstring injury. 28-17 Steelers is my final score. Sadly, if I'm right, this season could very well be over. Covering the... I'm Christian Goey, WFUV Sports. Tom, this is this is your team, right? No, this is no, not it's my not. Team. You're a Giants fan. I'm a Giants fan, but Reed, my... what are you? Just to clarify, what are you, Reed? Oh gosh, what are um, you? I'm outgoing. <laughs> I'm ambitious. I'm nice, and I'm a Patriots fan. A Patriots fan. You are. I am. Okay, so dedicated my whole life. Page. Uh, anyways, anyways. We got the Jets this weekend, Tom. You, have you seen them play a cu- quite a bit? Yeah, the Jets, like, what's going on with the Jets is what we're seeing is Ryan Fitzpatrick is just epitomizing himself, basically, to me. He's <laughs> he's an NFL journeyman who clearly had a great season last year with the Jets, but who in Week 17 fell back to being an average quarterback. And basically, could you imagine the guy in the playoffs and winning a game is the question. You couldn't really... And right now, he's just throwing too many picks, and he throws them at the right. end of it's the game. Insane. But and here's my point. Here's my point. He's just such a weird— Listen to me. Listen to me. I have seen Peyton Manning getting t- get taken out of a football game after throwing three interceptions. Uh, they yeah. kept him in the football no. game. Yeah. Some days you don't have good games. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. Every single But it really depends it. on the backup. Who's coming in? Well, the Jets, I do if anyone— the Jets... No, no. I do not care. The... I do not care. Three interceptions, you're out. You let him throw six interceptions, where is his confidence? Gone. It's gone. No, you're not wrong. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying um, the only reason they probably took Peyton Manning out is because he said so. Someone like Comparing him to Peyton Manning isn't always the best way to go. But you talked about the Jets, and I'm so happy Fitzpatrick has shown who he really is. Because I remember the beginning of the season, I got into shouting matches with so many people here at the station talking about how Fitzpatrick <laughs> is actually a really good quarterback. He just needs the right opportunities. He now has the weapons and right, still can't right. get it done. They're 18th in passing offense, 12th in rushing offense. They are the standard of average to below average. The only good thing about this team is their defense, which is actually second in run defense. Besides that, they're the most average team in the NFL. Right, and yeah. and I predicted this team to make the playoffs. I truly did. I think Why? they were slightly above average. Did you do that the same day you traded for Josh Gordon? Were you, I, were you I, just I, having no, no, no. a bad day? I got Larry Fitzgerald, dude. I th- you I, misheard me, man. I, I did the, not make that mistake. Whoa. I think the Jets are above average above average team. I think if you look around, they have... Above talent. average? Yeah, wait. They are. I think they, they are. The I Jets totally the one no, no. in three. Je- yes, I, I totally agree. I just read you off the stats. What about them is Whoa, above I'm not average? A stats guy, man. I think. What about them is above average? Tell me. Not, certainly not their quarterback. You just I said think, they had I the second what? The second best defense. The, in the only NFL? good thing. The only good thing they can do is stop the run. The only good thing they have. They have, have a very good cornerback. Whether that's been exposed or not, he is still a very good cornerback. If you name, <laughs> this if you name, make the team that much better. A position. What? If you name Excuse a positional me? group wow, on the I Jets, I disagree completely. Hold on, if you name a positional group on the Jets, I bet I can name you a player, a, a like a practically blue chip player in the league. No, I'm sure you can. For each position, but on I there can, are a lot of teams where you can. I'm sure you can, but then I can tell you what that unit's actually doing. This season, and I'm telling you again, I can repeat those stats. Okay. Okay. None of you their stats are in top I feel you. I, I, you probably. Let's look. I don't this. know the stats. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. This is more important than the stats. Let's say they lose to the Steelers this <laughs> week, like we all think, right? Can we all agree on that? Yeah. I mean, I know, I, yeah. They, are they going to lose? I think they're not going to win in Pittsburgh, right? One team's team. One team's arrow going up. The other right. gun. Okay. Sideways. But that's okay. Do you agree with that? Yes. Okay. They go to Arizona. I think that's an even matchup. 
especially if Carson Palmer isn't playing. Arizona? Yeah. On paper, not really. Not on paper. Yeah. Not on paper. Baltimore, again, the Jets, very win- win- winnable. Okay, so then you're at four and four. No, you're at three and four. Win week seven. Browns, you get a W at 500. Dolphins, they can beat Miami. They can beat L.A. They usually steal a game against the Patriots every year. So all of a sudden, they're creeping above 500. The Colts aren't that good. San Francisco's not that good. Miami again. Maybe maybe Miami steals one from them. They lose the Patriots in Week 16, or they beat the Patriots in Week 16 with all their backups in. So you look at this, read, and you can tell me all those stats, but, man, when I look at the schedule and I know what's on that team, and I know if Ryan Fitzpatrick gets streaky because that's how he plays, he's a streaky player, they're going to be okay. Are, no, are we arguing the fact that they're going to make the playoffs or if they're a good team? If they make the playoffs in the NFL, you're a good team. They're, th- those teams Is that are, wrong, Tommy? They cannot beat a single good no. team. They couldn't beat the Bengals. No. They couldn't beat the Seahawks. They're not going to beat the Steelers, we don't think. So You assume they're going to beat the Cardinals. I still think that's a, a coin flip game. And, and you gave them a, a win. Flip, but it's a coin flip. You gave them a win against the Patriots on a primetime game again. I don't know how you can do that. They do tend to steal games. but if you I said, get, No, no, no. I said Week 16 against the Patriots when they play all their backups. I thought you gave them the November 27th. <laughs> no, I said they usually get a win against the Patriots in the season. They usually do. The one that would make sense is not that one that you're talking about. I totally agree with you. I think they're going to lose to the Colts. I think they're going to lose to the, the Patriots twice. Terrible. I think the Jets, just like their quarterback, are going to cough up some games that we think they should win. Okay, as bad as the Browns are, yet and that might not be the game. As bad as the Dolphins are, the Rams right now are three and one. So I don't know how we could give just, just give them that game. These it's not are like NFL I'm just giving teams. them these games again. You you misheard me. You're you're not listening. The Rams. The Rams, I said, is going to be a close game, but I think the Jets can beat them. It's not a guaranteed win, but I'm saying when I look at the schedules, there's a lot of games they can win on this. Tommy, what do you think? I think, look, I don't like speculating upon games. Right now, I'm looking at the AFC I'm a big hypothetical guy. Yeah, I mean, it's really tough. I think they can win. I mean, I'm not any given Sunday, anything can happen. I'm looking at the AFC sort of picture right now, a quarter way through the season, and the the Jets are in they're in they're in perfect position to step up their game and get a wild card. If they can Here's improve- a great question for you, Reed. Where in the AFC East do you think the Jets are in terms of team talent? If you were to predict the way the AFC East would finish, where do you have the Jets finishing? They're gonna. I they have the talent to be. I mean, maybe even one. Honestly, the Patriots that are, are a team. No, of course they're not going to. I would. But you agree, that- number two. Talent-wise, yes, but the okay. talent hasn't produced the results okay. in the field. Fair. We can talk hypotheticals fair, all we fair, want. Fair, fair. They have great totally, talent. Totally, But this is my point. I'm saying I'm not concerned about them if I'm a Jets fan. All right, let's talk about that same team in the division that we think, uh, I think at least, is going to win the division. That's uh, the, the, the Patriots, the now, New England Patriots. Now, I can't tell if it's the big, a, a blessing in disguise for Tom Brady or a curse waiting to happen for Tom Brady that the first week he comes back and plays the Cleveland Browns. Because in one hand, you know, the the snap judgment is, oh, he's he's lucky, it's the Cleveland Browns, he's going to kick their butt and it's going to be great. But is does he face added pressure knowing that he's facing what most people consider the worst team in the league? No. He this goes, is a mortal lock if there ever was one. He goes from Italy to Cleveland, ever. though. That is a hard adjust- adjustment. Ever, if but, there was ever a mortal lock, it is this weekend. If he, if they lose, people are going to be right. freaking out. And you know who aren't going to be freaking out? The people up in New England. Because they're going to win? They're going to win. Yeah. And if they don't win, no one's going to panic. 
They should. The AFC East is far too easy in a division. By and the way, the Patriots are a very good team. The Browns. Remember how I said name a positional group on the Jets, and I'll name you a player like of significance on that each. I couldn't. Not only could I not name you any blue chip players really on the Browns, I actually am not um, sure how many players I can name. You don't think Terrell Pryor is? No, I think Terrell Pryor is a is de- not debatably, a blue chip player. Yet. He's on, not he a, might be. He yeah, might be. He's on the rise as cool. becoming. I agree. A, he's a great tool right now for any team in the NFL could use him. He would probably make any team's 53-man roster. But that being said, the Browns are, like, practically an expansion team. Like, right. their it's roster— It's a joke. It's a joke. Can you name, a, name a linebacker. Mingo's on the Patriots now. Name a linebacker. Name a DB. What do you think about this game? I know. I, I think it's a mortal lock, too. I you think agree. To, I think Tom Brady is the best angry quarterback I've ever, ever seen. The yeah. Patriots and will win the Super Bowl this the year. Last I time- wish, by the way, I wish it was at home. I wish it right, was right. so we could watch that when oh, Tom Brady oh. steps on the oh, field. Oh, but it'll happen. Right. It'll happen. See, it'll like, come. the difference, like, if this was, like, imagine, like, Peyton Manning coming back versus Tom Brady. Like, Peyton Manning, it just wouldn't be the same. So, Tom Brady, if he was at Foxborough, to put it, yeah. when he came to put in, it in perspective, he would literally, you know. To put it in perspective, MetLife isn't a very loud stadium. You might think it is. No, it's not you at might all. Think it no, is. no, no, I'm very the aware. The have this, this, I'm this, very aware. this whole lighthouse thing, and it blares. It's like, no, sorry. No, no, and it would ears. be an angry energy. It wouldn't be like, oh, we're so happy. We're like, let's go get it. Last time he came village back and burn. The Patriots are ready to pillage and burn the rest of the NFL. They are out to get everyone. Oh, Jacoby Brissett on IR today. That doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I wonder what kind of what what's going to happen. That was dark. No, I wonder what's going Sad. to happen with the with the uh, Patriots quarterback situation. Is this the type of thing? Are we going to be like, no. holy cow, Bill Belichick managed? Is he going to get a first round draft pick from either Brissett or Garoppolo? Yeah, not he's Brissett. Gonna two, he's not gonna Brissett. Two, he's going to get two draft picks for Jimmy G. You think? Do you Why think they you should not? get rid of him though? He's the yes, best quarterback absolutely. they've drafted. 100%. Do you think Brissett? But but think about it. If they get a draft pick and they can just pick another quarterback. But Belichick, for as great as a football mind as he is, he doesn't have the greatest record drafting quarterbacks. Like when's the like, what, name the last great quarterback? Dude, hold on, hold on, hold on, oh hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh my god! Has he ever? Hear what he has said. he ever drafted a fantasy a, a franchise quarterback? Matt Castle. Ryan Mallett. These guys didn't go on to become franchise quarterbacks. They went for other teams and tried oh, to become franchise goodness. quarterbacks. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is the most naive thing I've ever heard. Oh a coach God. drafts Corey standing the greatest up. quarterback to ever live. And he Accidentally. I love the record. Patriots. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did, did Bill Belichick draft Tom Brady? Okay, okay. No one thought Tom Brady was going to be Tom Brady. His biggest story is his sixth-round pick. So his Don't... argument, Tommy. This is his Reed, argument. This is only, his argument. Reed, listen the, me, listen to me. Flaunt. Listen to me. His argument is this. That backup oh quarterbacks who have no experience but That's only backups aren't NFL franchise players. I'm saying, all, I was going to say the flaw in your argument is that Bill, all Bill Belichick has had to do in the past decade plus is draft, is draft, like, like literal either trade bait or backups. All right, we're going like, to get to fantasy. I'm revved up. I, I, I got to get to fantasy. Dan Bradley's pushing me that way. Uh, that is crazy. Anyways, fantasy time again? It's time for some fantasy football talk. <laughs> Who are the best picks around the NFL? Plus, start them and sit them to help you win your league. Well, uh, that, that was right. um, interesting, but let me just jo- go right ahead into fantasy and just cut that uh, <laughs> Calm argument. Calm me down, Tyler. Calm me down. Okay. Well, we're going back to your boy, Matt Ryan. He's actually my sit of the week for, for quarterbacks. Honestly, because they're going against the Denver Broncos, A, and B. Good call. 
I just think the Broncos' defense is probably the better defenses in the past two years against the quarterback. Fantasy-wise, they've only given up an average of 13 points a game to quarterbacks, which is, like, ridiculous to me. So, sorry, Corey. I would sit Matt. But moving on, I'm going to go to my running back sit of the week, and that's Matt Jones versus the Baltimore Ravens. He went off for 20 points last week against the Browns, but coming against the Ravens, who's Run defense is nowhere is much better than the Cleveland Caval- uh, Cleveland Cavaliers Cleveland um, Browns, and uh, yeah, so he would be my set of the week. What do you guys? That's think? the thing. Is there any back in in Washington that's taking the bulk of the snare the the carries? I mean, if I was a fantasy owner of any Washington Redskins back, I feel like I it, it's it's almost similar to the Giants in that there's just no one guy. It hasn't been for a while. It's like running back by committee kind of thing, you know. Yeah. It's like they like same thing with the Vikings, what they're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, a lot with, of teams do that Peterson. nowadays. Yeah, they get three running backs and you mix them in periodically through the game, and that uh, benefits your team. So, but going off that, I think yeah, Matt Jones is definitely a sit for for this week. What about my guy I was talking to you about earlier, Matt Ryan? Oh yeah, well you just left the studio. Did there. I did I miss that? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. he's a sit. He's a sit. He's going against the Broncos, Corey. I mean, I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go ahead and start him at all. Nope. But. Like I said, uh, it's it's the Denver Broncos defense, the only reason why, because I think Matt Ryan's playing really well this year. But moving on, I'm going to go with my sit of the week for the wide receiver position, and that's Will Fuller going against Minnesota. Minnesota Will Fuller, my guy. He's been playing really well. Yeah, it's like It's kind of like the upside of Fuller is going to go against the upside of the Minnesota's defense, and I just think it's, it's going to be a tough game for him. He's averaged about 15 points a game, which is really good for a receiver. But Minnesota, you see what they did to Odell yeah, last know, I, week. I it's, think it's that one tough. will be more, less about Will Fuller and more about what the Vikings are doing to the Texans quarterback. You know, oh, yeah. that's that's yeah. sort of what happened on Monday night with the Giants, and that seems to be what's happening. You know, almost whenever you play a good defense, but with the Vikings, they just they swarm and confuse the quarterback yeah. and leave him with no chance. I mean, Ever, Everson Griffin looks like a beast this year. He, yeah. I think he's like uh, top five in sacks this year. So, yeah, Minnesota's defense is nothing to play with. So if you're if you have Will Fuller on your team and you usually have him in your flex, I would I would go replace him maybe with another good receiver you have on your team. Moving on, I'm going to go ahead and go to my tight end position who I'm going to Ooh, sit. I'm very intrigued by this. And my sit of the week is Dennis Pitta going against the Washington Redskins. I have Pitta in my league Interesting. for ESPN.com in the WFEV league, but for my one on Yahoo, I have Kyle Rudolph. And honestly, Kyle Rudolph has been yeah. playing really well. And I've been debating Bradford's what... awesome, huh? Yeah, Bradford, is, he's really looking at Rudolph as a security blanket for this team. And right now, I'm on the fence of who who I would sit because right now I have Kyle Rudolph and Pitta on one of my teams. So I'm going against the Texans. I would probably start Rudolph. So that's why Pitta would be my sit of the week. And Joe Flacco throws the ball a lot to him, but Dennis Pitta is definitely my sit. Now, here's a question for you. Some guy, uh, you know, LeGarrette Blunt got off to a really Have you talked about him today, LeGarrette Blunt? No, I have not. He, no. he got off to a really good start, um, and Tom Brady's coming back. Now, everyone's talking about how good Gronk is going to be and Edelman's going to be now with Tom Brady back. How does this affect Blunt? Oh, he's going to take a hit for sure. I mean, mm. it's going to be tough for him to find those snaps and find those carries the way he did the first four weeks of the season because you got Brady and you got a lot of things going on with that offense with him coming back. And he was kind of um, he was kind of like a saving grace sort of thing for the first four weeks of the season. I had him. I actually picked him up, and he got really? twenty. He got twenty points two weeks in a row. I mm. think it was, but mm. and then he, the last week he struggled. He but, could steal a touchdown every now and then because he's a big back. Goal yeah, line situation. Yeah, definitely get into the goal line posi- uh, position, and that, he could probably catch a touchdown or two there, or maybe run one but in. No as more well. twenty point games. No, no more 21, okay. 20 points game from from Blunt with Tom Brady coming back. He's got a lot of weapons. He's got to mix in the 
mixed into that offense. All right, Tyler, thanks so much. We'll talk to you in a little bit for your sleepers pick of the week. We got to move on to another team here in the tri-state area. That's the New York Football Giants, Big Blue. Boy, Big Blue. <laughs> They've been quite blue. But uh, Tom Scabelli, our WFUB beat reporter for the Giants, has his report for this week. After a second straight loss, the Giants are officially on a losing streak. Playing in Minnesota, the G-Men fell to the Vikings 24-10. The Giants were never really close. Minnesota got out to an early 14-0 lead and closed the door with their dominant defense. But this past week, the biggest story hasn't been the game, it's been Odell Beckham Jr. Beckham was shut down on Monday, catching just three balls for 23 yards, his worst mark ever. But the talk isn't about his play, it's about his behavior. He was called for unsportsmanlike conduct for getting in the face of Xavier Rhodes after an uncalled late hit. Beckham's attitude the rest of the game wasn't great and things have only gotten worse as the week goes on. Odell has said that he's just not having fun playing football anymore and the narrative all week has been that he's a distraction, a diva, and the next Terrell Owens. People have brought up some good points, but everyone needs to calm down. Odell's antics can sometimes go too far, yes, but let's not pretend like he's a locker room cancer that's tearing the Giants apart. Odell has had his outbursts, but it's not every game that he's getting costly personal fouls and being shut down. He's still one of the most talented and productive receivers in the game. However, he does have to be smarter. Officials do keep a close eye on him, and defenders will try to provoke him. But that's when Beckham needs to be smart enough and mature enough to calm down and just walk back to the huddle. It seems like he's starting to get it. I would never again want to, you know, uh, set a bad example for, for any kids or anything like that. And um, I'm just doing the best to be me. As for the game this week, while conventional wisdom suggests the Packers win, I'm picking the Giants. Big Blue has a history of playing their best when their backs are against the wall, and they've proven very capable of winning at Lambeau. The fired up and healthier Giants win 34-27. With this week's Giants Report, I'm Tom Scabelli, WFUV Sports. And there it is, Tom Scabelli, our wonderful beat reporter for the New York Giants. And, and guys, I, I need to talk about this because no, at least I haven't heard it put this way, and maybe you guys have, but I haven't. Everyone's focused on Odell, naturally. We're going to have to talk about him. But to me, that's not the issue. This would not happen on the New England Patriots. This would not have happened on the 2015 New York Giants. There is a reason that they can't control him. It's because the person in charge is not respected. I have been very anti-Ben McAdoo. I just do not understand it at all. I do not... Wait, but let me just finish, then you can respond. I do not understand the hiring of Ben McAdoo whatsoever because last year, what did the Giants struggle with? Offense. In the red zone, they had some really bad decisions. Was that Coughlin or McAdoo? Who knows? But if you're going to take Coughlin out, why not just ship the whole house and start over and do a and and have a good coach from somewhere else? Because clearly that's the issue. Now, Odell can't be controlled. I disagree. I disagree. So what are your thoughts? I dis I'm gonna have to disagree with a lot of things you said. One, when you look at the Giants last year, what was their problem? It was defense. Right, but it but, was defense. But their offense wasn't perfect, but the problem was a defense. But that is a whole nother thing to talk about. The McAdoo hiring and the and the disrespect, I'm not sure. It's, I, I don't know 
if this situation is is had enough time to develop for him to be someone who's officially disrespected in the locker room. And I can tell you from spending the summer with the Giants that that he seems to have a command of the team, and the way he speaks is one that commands respect. So nothing I've seen or shown in the media is is pointing to any type of disrespect on a on a coach's level. And with with regards to Odell, I think a lot of these problems, why we may be even talking about if there's any type of heat in the Giants' locker room, it's because the Giants have lost. Take away a couple penalties here and there, and no one's talking about Odell or anything like that. So uh, I we, see we just got a the local expert yeah, I brought, just came I brought in, our local so. expert in. We'll get to him in a sec because he's in the locker room all the time, and I want to see if, if he agrees with me or disagrees with me. But, Reed, what are your thoughts on that statement from me? I'm with you, and I'm not. Okay. When Ben McAdoo was hired, I was Tom, kind of, it was anticlimactic. Here. I think if you get rid of Coughlin, you're right. They should have gone after a big name and tried to restart stuff. They decided to work from in-house. But I do not agree that correlates to Odell Beckham's lack of, how you said, being able to be controlled. I think Odell Beckham has became or become a much bigger name in the league. He's now on the cover, been on the cover of Madden. He's a diva wide receiver. He no, is, he's not a diva. I've had this argument with so many of my friends all the time. Uh, okay, recently, in the past two weeks, he's had cause for concern in the media. Again. Sit down, Tom. Stay with Wait, us, please. Okay, well, all right, sorry me. to interrupt Dan you, Tommy. No, sit no down. No sit down. Tom, <laughs> Tom, tell me, am I I'm out of line here? Am I out of line here? Am I out of line here with the, with the McAdoo stuff? Oh, he, say he, that again? I okay, don't think I, Tom no, was no. in here. Tell me. If, tell, if I can sum up Corey's words, Corey basically said that the Giants have had the, a lot of this internal... Lack of control. Lack of control internally for the Giants over the past two weeks stems from a Your locker head room... football coach. That is not your head, head football mean, coach. It's not who's in a first year it's as a head football coach. Completely, it's not unfair. I wouldn't say it's an unfair uh, thing to say, but I don't think that's overall the case. I think when it comes to stuff like this, guys have to have personal responsibility. And Odell, we saw it last year with Odell, especially in the Josh Norman game, and Tom Coughlin was the coach. He then. loses sleep over that guy. I swear to gosh, McAdoo. every week. <laughs> McAdoo over no. Odell. Odell loses, oh, sleep, loses over sleep over Norman. Josh every Norman. Week. Every yeah. week. Continue. Sorry. I don't know. Or does Norman lose sleep over Odell? Clearly not. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Clearly but, not. No, I, I do well, I do understand what you're saying. Should. I think McAdoo has to do a better job of getting to Odell, getting through Odell. Or whether it's not McAdoo, it could be the front office, it could be Eli, it could be whoever. So here's the deal. So there's probably, in my opinion, this is how I see it. I see there's probably two people in the Giants that Odell would really listen to. That's Victor Cruz, I think, and Eli. Because yeah. Eli's the most important person in Odell's career. Now, here's my problem with Odell. Why can't he be Jerry Rice and shut up? Why can't he be? Know. Because, listen to me, he has, he has the potential to be better. Way better. Here's the thing about Odell. Here's the thing about Odell. I don't think Odell's done anything wrong. I really don't. People talk about, look, I want to talk about, people talk about Oh my goodness, Odell what being, is going on today, look, folks? Look, look, the diva. A wild show. Listen, listen to me. The diva receivers of the early 2000s, the Chad Johnson types, the Terrell Owens types, these were the, a diva wide receiver is a diva that causes negative attention to his, or, or expresses negativity towards his other teammates. Okay, was, who divides the locker room? Wait, Odell has wait. done nothing to undermine his quarterback, which is a key trait of a diva. He's never begged for the ball more. It's true. From all, all true. accounts, Odell is a great guy from Monday to Saturday. What he does? What's the most important day of the week, Tom? Sunday. Well, last week and was he Monday. hasn't done anything wrong on Sunday. The only. <laughs> The only, the only thing wrong with his stats this year are that he hasn't been in the end zone once. He's playing well. He just 
Last week was the first time that I said okay. it looks as if okay. Odell needs to calm down. Once again, but once again, I'm not a stats guy, Tom. If the okay? Giants win so the and deal. the Giants don't commit a couple stupid penalties, no one's talking about so it. So here's the why, – why did Tom – Tommy – And when Tom you say to shut up, by the way, he hasn't said anything. Tom Scabelli. Yes. Listen to me right now. Would you say that Odell's, Odell Beckham's actions with Josh Norman were the reason that the Giants lost that football game? Your center gets Would, ejected. Last year or this year? This year. We're talking no, 2016. No. Why does this your year? center get ejected? Who did he go hit? That, you could blame Westerberg for that. Don't blame Odell for that. Who did he go hit? He hit Josh Norman. What? That's interesting. That's that's but, awfully. But why blame a Odell? Weird coincidence. For that? Oh, if Odell hit Norman, I agree. I would blame Norman. But Richburg, he did that on his own. Blame Richburg. Don't blame Odell for that. So why was Richburg not standing up for someone? No, that's what you have to do. You have to back up your teammate. Thank I'm you. sorry. I wouldn't. But, are, no, but, this sorry, but you wouldn't blame yeah, Odell for that. You would blame the code of football for that. You know what I mean? Okay. Yes, Odell shouldn't have got gotten in, into it with Norman. You know what I mean? So his center doesn't have to do that. But you don't blame any man for another man's actions, or usually, in this case, I wouldn't. If the center goes out right. there to defend his teammate, I respect him for that. But you can't then turn well, around. Well, in that case, he didn't. That was a boneheaded play because okay. there was no defending Odell on that play. Odell actually schooled this guy Josh has been, Norman. There, on there that is play. no yeah. doubt that you can deny that he has been a distraction that he lost that game for them even though he played his position well he is a distraction on the sideline he is a drama queen he hasn't done anything bad tommy i don't know how you say that i I mean he is a complete distraction i disagree i think that the the whole talk this week has gone way too far yeah what what odell had that bad very awful game last year against the panthers uh talking uh temperament wise not performance wise this year, the Redskins game, he himself really didn't do anything. He hit a net on the sideline. He was crying. That was it. Have you ever seen a football player bawling? But I don't think the rest of the sad. Giants were like, oh, well, because Del's he's crying. literally we're mentally so upset, he's crying. End of every Super Bowl? Right. End of That's every That's the Super only Bowl. time. That, that, I, or like a bad injury. Of. But do you think that really affects the Giants' play on the field as Fodell is crying on the sideline? Tom, my team, the Patriots, is a well oiled run machine. No they one are. steps out of line. Listen to me here. You you argue that all these superstar diva wide receivers did well. Terrell Owens. No, 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 no. Terrell Owens. Not did one well. Sec, they didn't sec. do well. But they, they're guys. The difference between Let me make Odell, my point, please. Yeah. So these guys, Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, Chad Johnson, had all-time potential. All-time mm-hmm. potential. You know why they're not Jerry Rice? Because they were head cases. Randy yeah. Moss, when was the most successful time of his career? When he bought into a system and stopped thinking about himself. That's why Terrell Owens was traded. That's why Chad Johnson started to be bad. They were all also, though, bad, according to all their teammates, bad teammates. Odell's not you a bad locker room guy. You wouldn't get a single guy to say that Odell. I'm not saying he's a bad locker room guy, but you think that he is not a distraction, and that's wrong. Look, I truly think he, he can be a distraction thank sometimes. Thank you, Tom. Well, yeah, yes, but we have to define not, distraction. It's not as bad as everyone is making it seem this week. Right. I mean, the first right. two oh, games it's totally season, overblown. there was nothing. It's but so people overblown. are going to go after him, man. It's such a vulnerable part of him. Yeah, no, I, I Every agree single with you. Team, he... You think what the Vikings did last week is okay? You think I'm okay with that? That late hit out of bounds? Right. And then he gets the penalty? Odell has That's to be BS. smarter. That's yeah. BS. He has but to be But guess smarter. what? Every team is going to do that because it's worth That's a true. 15-yard penalty if he's going crazy. Okay, yeah. so if you guys tell me that he's not a distraction, you gotta be biased. They're not trying to tell you. They're trying okay. to tell you he's worth whatever distraction he causes. Two out of those three receivers you just named but are they, still Hall of look, Fame receivers. But they haven't won a Super Bowl since he's got there. So how is it worth it? Well, it's only been two the, years. Well, the three, two, the two Giants. The third year, they're take, not gonna win this year either. Oh, hey. <laughs> All right, Let's we gotta see. get to fantasy. I'm riled <laughs> well, up. Well, you can't Tyler. expect a dude to. Well, I don't know. I don't know. 
I'm I just, just saying. Look, I just, just because point, they haven't won a Super Bowl doesn't mean Odell Beckham is not worth. They have not a won a Super Bowl, not because of Odell Beckham. Okay, so I, I was talking to my friend Sam Torres, a former FUV guy. I don't know if you guys remember him, but I'm sorry, Dan. We'll get to it in a sec. Um, <laughs> and he told me he goes, "I'm almost." This is a Giants fan. Now, just let me finish and then reply. This is how I like to work. Um, he says, "I'm almost considering it's worth trading him and work on Sterling Shepard and get two really good draft picks." and fix some holes, and trade a superstar, exactly like Terrell Owens' situation. And I sat there and I go, you know, that's a, that's a panic response. That's a panic move. Now, now, I said, but if the that's Giants... That's absurd. If the, yeah, right, right, it is, right. But, but that's okay. Yeah. That's okay, that's a natural feeling. Now, I said, if the Giants miss the playoffs, they've, got, they've come in last, and Odell's acting like this all season, it's not worth it. I'm sorry, it's not to me. Um... Because at the end of the day, man, if you can't handle it here, then get out. Because New York is not easy. And that's the reality of the situation. I, I understand what you're saying. But, I mean, my overall thoughts on Odell is that it's gone too far. And I think you agree with it. The whole media hype this week has gone too far. It's not like for the two years and change that Odell has been in the league. It's been a, he's been a constant distraction to the team. He's had constant outbursts. He, it started last year against Carolina. He had a, a bad game or two. This year so far, if we're talking temperament-wise, but I think that overall the hype has exceeded the reality. He's not this big diva like Terrell Owens. He's not bad in the locker room at all. He's going to get his act together. I believe you. He I says it you. this week, but I, I just think people need to calm down. Now, that being said, if, take one if game, he has it. another few games that right. are, are bad like this, that's when you have to all say, it all takes right, is what's one game. the problem? But all until it, it gets to that, we're not at that point yet. If he has one, he's going to have a good game this week against the Packers in, in, in prime time, I guarantee it. Gonna have a great game. He's gonna yeah, score two touchdowns, make a heck of a catch, and everything's gonna be fine. We are broadcasting to you from Studio Three, the bunker under Keating Hall on Fordham's beautiful Rose Hill campus. It's an awesome day here in the Bronx. Uh, really sunny blue sky. Could be one of those last summer days, Tommy. It's really coming to fall. I was just thinking that actually on my way here. I was yeah. like, is this the last time I'm gonna feel the heat of the it, sun it, on my neck? It's Columbus Day weekend, uh, and we got a good football game on Sunday. You know. Sunday, everyone's going to be able to relax. You could even go out on Sunday night if you wanted to because Monday's off. Well, it's that time of the show, folks. The favorite Let's part. Let's look into the crystal ball for some weekly NFL predictions. All righty, folks. Let's get right to it. Last night, Arizona beat San Francisco 33-21. Let's not forget it. All right, Patriots at the Browns. Cleveland, the land. Tommy Aldrich. You going upset? No way, man. No way. I'm taking Tom Brady. Mortal lock. Right, Reed? New England, but closer than people want it to be. Mortal lock. Tom Scabelli, hit me. Cleveland. Now, I just wanted to see your reaction. I'm going New England. (laughs) Dan, you with them, too? Is it clear, clear, clear? Uh, I'm also going to go with New England. I think you'd be nuts not to. Tyler? I'm going to England as well. Send it! All right, Eagles at the Lions. Detroit's pretty good at home. Matt Stafford had a bad week last week. Reed, who are you taking? I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles, I believe. I think Carson Wentz, to Tyler's point, this is not going to be the week he falters. Lions are 1-3. Uh, I don't I don't want to see, slash, I don't see Carson Wentz going 4-0, and, and I don't see the Lions going 1-4-0. and Dan Bradley, hit me. Uh, I'm going with uh, I'm going with the Eagles over Detroit. I think the Eagles go five and zero. Wow, Carson Wentz, you buying into it, Tom? No, I think Philly's a little overrated. I think Detroit needs a win at home. I'm picking the Lions. What do you think, Tyler? 
I'm going with Carson Wentz, the rookie quarterback, to get a win on week five. You know what, Tom? I'm with you, brother. It's time for him to have a bad week. I'm sorry. Eagles are going to lose this week to the Lions at home yeah, in Detroit. Bad boy city. All right. Bears at the Colts. Dan Bradley, start us off, brother. You got to be ready, man. I'm going I'm going with Indy over Chicago. You got to be ready always. Tom Indy over Chicago as well. Okay. I'm and Tyler? Chicago Bears. Bears, Bears, Bears. Really? This is a really ugly this game. This is a boring game. Yeah, this game stinks. Imagine if Andrew Luck wasn't in this game. Oh, my gosh. Uh... I'll go with the Colts, though, man. Wow. What do you think, Reed? Yeah, the Colts. Both teams have horrible rosters, but one team has a better quarterback. The Bears are yeah, terrible. Yeah, I'm so anti-Bears. They're the worst team in the league by I think far they are. Away. I'm with you right there. They're worse uh, yeah. than the Browns. Let's go with that. Andrew Luck's going to start turning things around. Too good, too smart, His too ugly horrible. to too not be successful. rugged. Love him. Big Andrew Luck guy, by the way. All right, Titans at the Dolphins. This is another pretty... Interesting one. Reed, what do you think? Interesting? No, it's a pretty boring one. I have Tennessee <laughs> edging this one out. TA? Where's What's this game? Tennessee oh. at Miami. What do you think? Oh, man. T- Ryan Tannehill looks so poor oh, last right. time he, he is a He is a one-day good, one-day not. He can't get rid of the ball, so I'm going uh, Mariota. Yeah, I'm not. I'm going saying uh, Ryan Tannehill, you know, had a good week with his girlfriend, passes for like 300 yards. Dan Bradley, what do you think? This is a race to the bottom, guys, but I'm going Miami over Tennessee. It's going to be an awful game. <laughs> Worst game of the week, I'll go with the home team. I'm going Dolphins. And our fantasy expert, Tyler, Tennessee. Okay, so a little split there on that one. All right, Texans at the Vikings. Not such a defensive showdown. I'm really not. I'm really anti-Brock. So I'm going to go easy Vikings win here in a blowout at their beautiful new stadium. TA? I'm going with the Vikings as well. Vikings as well. Best jerseys in the league. Are we sending it with the Vikings? Do I even have to question it? Easy pick. All all of us are Minnesota. Send it. Best defense in the league. It's not even close. All right. Jets at the Steelers. I'm going to assume we're sending it again. Anyone picking the Jets? No, send it. Anyone picking the Jets? No, No. No. Send it. Steelers everywhere. All right, Falcons at the Broncos. We're going to be split on this one, I already know. Tommy, defense or offense, which one wins? Where's this game? It is in the Mile High City. Ah, I wanted it to be Atlanta so I can pick them. I'm going with Denver, 5-0. Atlanta, offense wins in the regular season, defense wins championships. Dan, what do you think? Fellas, I'm going with Atlanta in this one. Everyone disrespecting the defending champs, I'm going Denver. I'm going with the Falcons. Yeah, I'm struggling with this one. Uh, the smart move is the Denver Broncos. Hey. I'm going Falcons, baby. Maddie Ice cools down the Broncos. All right. You got the Bengals at the Cowboys at 425 at Jerry's Kingdom. This is an interesting, interesting game, man. If the Cowboys win this, whoo, sheesh, watch out. But I don't want that to happen, and it won't. I'm going with Cincinnati. What do you think, Reed? Dak Prescott throws his first pick, and the Cincinnati Bengals leave Dallas victors. Skibelli. I'm going Bengals. Tyler. Words of Corey Miller. I'm going with Dak. Wait, what would you, would you strawberry use? Strawberry daiquiri. Strawberry daiquiri. Spin it. Dan. How do you not go Bengals? Oh, see, I picked strawberry daiquiri. Send me one on Sunday Ooh. afternoon, right, Tommy? Cowboys win that one at Jerry's World. All right. Bills at the Rams. Defensive showdown here. Is Rex, is Rex smarter than Jer- Jeff Fisher, Tommy? No, I don't think so. Jeff Fisher's Rams, too good. Aaron Donald, too good. What do you think, Reese? The Rams. Bills have to go all the way to L.A. It's a long trip. Hey, Dan, what do you think? Rex in Los Angeles? I kind of love it. What do you think? This is another one where, like, I'm really not sure, but I'm going to go Bills with Rex. Jeff, Mr. 8-8 Fisher, due for a loss. I'm going Bills. Exactly. I'm going with L.A. Jeff Fisher is the most 500 coach ever. 
It's time the Rams lose at home. <laughs> Bills and Rex. All right, Chargers at the Raiders. I'll start off, fellas. I really like Phil Rivers. I want him to get traded so badly. I want him to be the Texans quarterback, and I want them to win a Super Bowl someday. But that's not going to happen. Uh, the Raiders are going to win this game. I really like Derek Carr. Uh, and, you know, the Raiders. It's the Raiders. Phil Rivers would be such a savage on the Texans. Right. But I think the Raiders are pretty good. They'll go 5-1. and one. What do you think, Reed? 4-1. and one. I have the Raiders as well. Carr, real great surprise. Hey, Mr. Scabelli. We've all got the Raiders back here. Four all and right, one. Derek send Carr. it. Latavius Murray, three touchdowns. I'm calling it. All right, 830. We got a showdown in Lambeau, baby. You guys are going to be thrilled with what I have to say because Odell Beckham Jr., welcome back, mister. He goes three touchdowns. I'm talking 250 yards because, quite frankly, that Green Bay Packers defense isn't scary. Aaron Rodgers? I'm not sold this year, man. That's crazy. I just said that. Giants win on the road in Lambeau. There's been some heinous things said on this show, but none as heinous as you Woo! not believing in Aaron Rodgers. That being said, I'm going with the Giants. They need this one. Packers. What are we think, uh, in the back for Dan, I'm going Giants. Giants. Wow, wow, one Packers man, we all know Reed's going to be right. Tell, could we you tell we're in New York? Everyone. And by the way, disrespected Aaron Rodgers, I apologize. He's the best quarterback in football, yada, yada, yada. Monday night, Buccaneers, Panthers, everyone agree with me here. No way is Jameis beating Cam at his own game. No way. Send it. Panthers, easy win down in Florida. Watch out for that hurricane, though. Also, Carolina, rather. It's in Carolina. I apologize. At home. But, the, but that could still be affected. By Hurricane Matthew. Anyways, it's been a beautiful day here in the Bronx. Any final thoughts, Tom? Uh, are we picking this game? I mean, I'm sending on Panthers. Is anyone picking Buccaneers? Nah. Send it. Send it. All right, Panthers win that one on Monday night. You'll hear Gruden talking all his talk. Tommy, final thoughts, kid. Uh, I think it's going to be a great week. The matchup I'm looking most forward to is Atlanta-Denver. Reed? No, same thing. There's some real bad games, some really good games. I'm going to be looking at Dallas and Cincinnati, though. Dallas, Cincinnati, that's a great pick. Um, did you? What did you say, Tommy? I missed that. Sorry. The Denver Atlanta game, man. Yeah, that's, that's a just good a matchup too. between we got good a matchups. hot offense and a darn good defense. Yeah, I, I'm just intrigued by the primetime matchup. I, I want my prediction to be right. I'm, I, trust me, I want to see Odell succeed. It just pisses me off when he. I'm glad. Like that. I'm glad we can end on a note where we both agree. Cool. All right, Tom Brady's gonna have a huge week. Stardom in fantasy, folks. I'm Corey Miller for Dan Bradley behind the glass. Tyler Friere on the fantasy expert analysis. Tom Scabelli coming in with a little hot take action and let me yell at him. Yeah, I made some. Crazy statements today, but so did Reed. Hey, thanks for joining me, Reed and uh, Tommy. Uh, we'll be back next week for another week of NFL Friday. This is WFUV Sports from Studio 3, The Bunker. This has been one-on-one's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as we take you around the NFL. We'll see you then.